This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Tyler Smith. And now, your host, Kyle Yeomans. Today is Thursday, February 23rd, as we are 60. Man, I lost count. 64 days away from the NFL draft in Kansas City. Don't make a, don't say that again because Aisha's going to throw up. <laughs> Why is that? She, she's, she's already counting the days. I know it. She's, <laughs> that's that's you're, how you're, I start you're, the show. That's I know, but you're, you're putting her on nerve alert is that's what you're okay. doing right now. 64 days away. I almost just Saying it with confidence. <laughs> yeah. Just fell out I of the chair. Just, I'm trying to put my applesauce up. I almost put my hand. Applesauce? Yes, I'm a child. Applesauce it's okay, no big deal. You're chopping it up? Yeah. I almost bust my ass. <laughs> I almost just fell, y'all. Like, Well, glad you didn't. You stayed upright. And it's time to break down some draft prospects here on the Draft Show presented by Miller Lite. We've got Bobby Belt, Brian Broaddus, Zach Wolchuk, all three from 105.3 The Fan. We've got DallasCowboys.com's own Aisha Morrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us. And well, yesterday we did a lot of Tell Me More. Talked a lot about specific prospects. We did some Would You Rather. We heard about different prospects that could potentially emerge over these next couple of months. Today, I want to talk about the NFL Combine. Oh, The National Scouting Combine starts next week in Indianapolis, and there are going to be some prospects that shine out in Indy. And, Bobby, I know you've got your finger on the pulse of a lot of these guys already. I want to, I want to know some, some potential Combine explosions. Who's going to really test well? Oh, there's uh, there's several guys. There's the guy we were just talking about before the show started that Brian was getting very sad about, uh, <laughs> Trenton Simpson from Clemson. He's going to test really well, I think. Mm. Um, I, 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 I bet he will. That's a scout's eye right there. I, I think that, uh, <laughs> you know, th- and there's been some chatter about this. I know we we're talking about this during the break yesterday, but, um, you know, you start hearing some chatter that uh, Lucas Van Ness is going to test really well oh. from Iowa, mm. which I don't know. Does 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 he is that look, a good grunt? Or like, does that... he look like elite testing when you watch him? No, I don't see an elite tester like when he's playing. I tell you, we're gonna do an. I think we're gonna do an episode one day of the guys that you had the biggest chance to be wrong about. Oh, Ooh, let's do that. I mean, he like, could be fun. up there. Yeah, because because you guys. I mean, I'm talking to my my teammates here, my scouts <laughs> in the room, and we're chopping up these players pre pre show, and you guys got me scared. <laughs> You've got me nervous. I mean, Scared over who? That lady over there's got me nervous, too, with what she's looking at. But anyway, but no, I, I think that Van Ness, I could see I could see an Iowa guy testing well. Okay. I absolutely could. They And Aisha said this about, because she said this earlier in one of our episodes, you watch these kids from Iowa play, they are good. They are good, fundamentally sound players. They work extremely hard. They struggle on offense a little bit, but other than that, they're really, really a good program. I just kind of feel like that he's a kid that's going to go to the combine and do well. He'll be, he'll be, he's probably working out the minute, the minute the season ended for Iowa, he was probably working out, getting ready for the combine. Yeah, so, I, I think I think Christian Gonzalez is going to test really, really well. Yeah, corner um, from corner from Oregon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a guy that I think will will perform really well, who's not necessarily going to be up near the top for people. He's not going to be a a household name is Trey Dean at Florida. Okay. Um, Trey Dean, in fact, he was at the Shrine Bowl. I saw this yesterday, which is interesting because I know he's he's going to test well. And this was from the Shrine Bowl. Trey Dean was in the 99th percentile of Breakaway's database for hip flip time. And that's a metric that captures how mm. smooth and oily a DB's hips are. So it's basically chip tracking <laughs> to kind of figure out who's most efficiently flipping their hips and can do that. And he's up near the top of that. I think uh, Byron Young from Tennessee is another one that's going to test really well. A little bit of a shorter edge. Um, and then obviously you've got Byron guys, who again, please? Byron yeah. Young. Young, thank yes, you. Yes, edge from Tennessee. Uh, and then I think, you know, you've got the obvious ones like uh, like I mentioned, Christian Gonzalez, Trenton Simpson. Uh, you've got uh, Will Anderson, who I think will test really well. Um, you know, so those are some of the guys that I think stand out as – Guys, we could see really blow things up this week. Zach, when you're looking at some of these players and you're going through and and you're watching the tape and the film, we, the the Iowa linebacker was the first one, the Van Ness, who you guys were just talking about. You didn't like the way that he looked on film compared to the way he might test. Sure. Are there any other guys like that where on film they look like X, 
But in the combine, they're going to explode, and they're just going to play a lot better. Ooh. Or they're going to test a lot better. Uh, you know, I, I think a guy like Rasheed Rice, right, at receiver, mm-hmm. not fast. SMU. Not fast. And he's, he's a guy that on tape also, like, I don't think that's a dude that's going to test well. I don't think his numbers are going to be very good. But to me, you throw him the football, he's just going to go get it. He's just a guy that performs. The production's there. Uh, some line, I think there's a lot of linebackers in this, in this class that – I don't know how they're going to – like Jack Campbell? Yeah. I don't know. Like he's another he, Iowa kid. Is Jack Campbell a guy that's going to test well? But I think he might be one of the best, if not the best, linebackers in this class. And it's not a good linebacker class, in my opinion. Could Ringo from Georgia be that guy? I that think, you watch the tape and you're kind of like, oh, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. And then he makes a play. I mean, he's kind of a little bit of an off-and-on player. Mm-hmm. But maybe he's going to you know, he's gonna measure really well. He's gonna he's gonna probably do the short shuttle. I mean the quickness stuff yeah, I, I think for the, a big guy. It's gonna be impressive him running around in t shirt and shorts. I think the difference is like the athleticism with Ringo. It shows up. Like I don't think it's like a lack of athleticism when you watch Ringo's problems on tape. In fact, yeah. I feel like a lot of times he's got like makeup speed on yeah. things where it's like he's clearly blown a a coverage or gotten beat or something like that. The the difference for me with somebody like Van Ness, who I, I mean everybody has has been talking about how he will go out there and. He's going to test pretty well, and then that he should be one of the the bigger stars of the combine week with his testing. That's interesting to me because when you watch him, I mean, I think you see decent athleticism, but I, I didn't see him on tape and go, "Oh my gosh, this is a standout." But to be fair, I also remember not thinking, even though I liked him as a player, I remember not thinking T.J. Watt was going to test like one of the mm-hmm. the most athletic That's edge fair. rushers of all time, and so it, it may be a case. You know, where because Watt was asked to do a lot of the push pull technique and wasn't, you know, showing that's a great, that off. Great example, right? And there. so, I mean, yeah. it could just be that it could be that Van Ness is a guy similar to to Watt, and and that he'll go out here and he'll test, put up insane numbers, and go, okay, he just wasn't given a chance necessarily to display that with the way he was playing. Hmm. Could let me ask you guys this: the Iowa thing, because we've struggled a little bit, like with Golston. You know, with the, Chauncey mm-hmm. Golson with the Cowboys. I thought he was a player that you couldn't run outside on him. You know, when he was at Iowa. Yeah. I wonder if scheme hurts some of these kids. Mm-hmm. To, to, does it make them shine like they probably should shine? Sure. I yeah. mean, I, I, maybe not just Iowa, but have you guys watched some players? And I'm, I'm not asking to name guys, but we feel like scheme hurts them a little bit. Like, man, this player could be better if they weren't yeah. having to two gap this thing sure. all the time and i mean the two gap where you you extend you look inside you look outside and yeah. then you get rid of blockers if you just let this guy go and play he'd be a much better player than, than well that. and to your point i actually touched base with chauncey golson this season and, and kind of asked him like you know i saw him really emerging at dt and seeing success there and i asked him just kind of how it was you know playing edge and how different that because we i i know i was under the impression same thing like oh this is a great edge defender and i still think he is a good edge defender but I, I remember asking him like how different is it for you and he was just like you're on an island at DN and I think it's also different at DN now because of how many mobile quarterbacks there are in the yeah, league now right. and and how much the RPO and uh, run action has become a an emphasis in offenses depending on which offense you're going against I think that's a, a big thing that's kind of changing the DN position and just how sound you have to be there because it, it could be it could be curtains for you we saw a lot of defenses well offenses attack edges in the run game this year and I think that's because of just the fact that these DNs are 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 having to adjust to how much they're being ran at like people not just run up the middle like that can I ask you a real quick question then okay when you guys are all watching defensive ends Mm -hmm. do you want the guy like Tank Lawrence who plays both well Mm -hmm. or you want the guy that's the pass rusher well see that's a Van Ness right like Van Ness I think does both really well yeah but I don't. I think he might be limited in his pass rush ability, yeah. and that's why I'm a little bit hesitant when you talk about a first round pick. Mm-hmm. I think you might want a guy that gives you a little bit more of a skill set and his ability to rush the passer. But I do think he does. I think he's a good all around player, and maybe that's why people like him. And maybe if he tests really well, yeah. that answers some of your questions mm-hmm. on that. He does have explosiveness. He does have some of that burst that where you think, okay. He does have some more tools. And to your point about the scheme, yeah. maybe that's why. Maybe he's been boxed in and hasn't been able to showcase some of that. I also think another thing is a lot of these guys are standing up, right? They're in that three-point stance. You don't see a lot of hand in the ground. for Like Tyree Wilson's a good example of that, Texas Tech outside linebacker. Yeah. And in the NFL, a lot of these dudes – now sometimes like Micah Parsons is a good example of this. Yeah. 
they're having them stand up. Maybe the NFL's kind of transitioned to this. But, you know, it seemed like the Cowboys were worried about that with T.J. Watt. You didn't get to see him put his hand on the ground and play that, you know, stationary 4-3 defensive end. A lot of these guys, even a Deion White from Georgia Tech, he's standing up on the outside. He's not doing that prototype, put your hand down and go rush the passer. When you talk about a scheme hurting a player, Micah Parsons was in that category. If he would have shown any type of pass rush ability on his Penn State tape... I challenge anybody to find him rushing the passer on Penn State would, tape other than blitzing. That's, that's the I point. really would, yeah. He would be the number one, number two, number three pick in that draft. He wouldn't have made it anywhere close to the Cowboys at 12. It would have never happened. And you can talk about maybe yeah. the opposite way around. Look at it. We, we mentioned a little bit of Isaiah Simmons prior to the show because we were talking about Clemson linebackers uh, in the draft. But Isaiah Simmons was a guy who benefited from the scheme. But then whenever he got to the NFL, they thought his traits would translate. He's still in the NFL. He's a decent player, mm. but he's not that top 10 guy that they initially thought they were getting in Arizona. I don't know if I have more trouble, Aisha, with the Will McDonald's and the Nolan Smiths as I do the other guys. So Nolan Smith, Georgia, and Will Will McDonald, McDonald, Iowa State. I mean, I'm trying to figure out I'm trying to figure out, do I want that 235, 240-pound guy like that, or do I want a guy that's got a little bit more stoutness to him? That's the struggle I run with every day. And now with teams going back to running the ball, and to your point about the way you play the RPOs, and these guys are flying up the field, and they take these guys' ability to get up the field away from them mm-hmm. because they're, they're fooling them with the way the, the, the offensive scheme is. Yeah, I mean, so when you mentioned, like, you know, Will McDonald's my dude. That's my dude. So, And when you talk about edge, that's something that, like, I've been trying to really working through as I'm watching them is, like, okay, so what's the pursuit like? What's the the effort like? Like, even if this guy isn't super stout against the run, is he trying? Is he – because I just – I wonder if it's going to become a discussion of, like – is, do you pick or choose? Is the guy? Are you going to pick the guy that's pass rushy, or are you going to pick the guy that is going to be able to stop the run as well, or vice versa? Because, like we just said, like we just talked about, it feels like the DM position is being asked. It's always been asked to do a lot, but now like these guys coming in are doing. I think they're being asked to do more than what they're they're used to at this point. That's a great point. And putting all of those different elements together, there's. Four or five guys right up at the top of the edge rusher class that are names that you'll hear quite a bit. Will Anderson, Alabama. Miles Murphy from Clemson. Tyree Wilson, we've mentioned him a couple times from Texas Tech. Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. Nolan Smith, B.J. Ojolari, Isaiah Foskey, Notre Dame, B.J. Ojolari, by the way, LSU. LSU, yeah. Out of those guys, who do you feel like does have the most versatile skill set? Out of the guys that you've watched in, in that group of edge rushers who has that that most unique skill set because like zach said earlier Mm. that may be the guy that goes in the first round and makes some noise name them again who are they so will anderson Uh miles murphy tyree wilson lucas van ness nolan smith bj ojolari isaiah foskey those were the ones i named if there's somebody else most well-rounded yeah most well-rounded out of those i mean in terms of playing both well van ness does play both well i think he is he's complete he doesn't like have a total like hole in his game i mean tyree wilson's probably gonna go in the top five for wilson's Wilson's my guy wilson's my guy wilson to me i think is gonna be that that's that's the guy that i think plays the run really well while still has huge upside as a pass rusher does he have that effort that aisha's talking about that that willingness to go in and and blow up the run yeah i think so i I, I think tyree wilson absolutely yeah the thing about when you watch wilson play to me when you when these defensive ends and stuff his ability to get up the field and then retrace yes so when when somebody like all of a sudden like that's the thing you worry about if you're a pass rusher and all of a sudden they run, the ball runs inside, but you're flying up the field. Now you've got to turn and run back to get to the ball like Isha's talking about right there. You know, that's the thing I think you get with, with Wilson. 6'6", 275, that's the numbers I'm working with right now. Yep. I see a disruptive guy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and when I mean disruptive, pass rush disruptive, tackle behind the line of scrimmage disruptive. Yeah, I, this guy, I mean, there's a lot to like about him. On my board, personally, I got him above Anderson. And I think Anderson's a hell of a football player. I really, be, really do. There are going to be several teams that have Tyree Wilson above Will Anderson. Right. I, I think if you're a, co- a position coach, like you're salivating over this guy. Yeah. Because I think he's got the most unique skill set. He's got all the traits. And you're thinking, if I can get him into my room, <laughs> oh my gosh, what can I do with this guy? Because Brian's right. Like Even if he seems out of position, yeah. if he gets caught up field, 
that length that he has, you think he's out of position to make a play. All of a sudden, he's diving. This guy makes up three yards in the blink of an eye. It's crazy. And he has a unique ability with his left hand to then get an offensive tackle off balance. He comes back and rips. It's a thing of beauty to get a guy to to all of a sudden get a sack. I mean, Tyree Wilson is a fun watch. I also love Miles Murphy. Okay. Yeah, I am too. Talk about him. Miles Murphy is just an. I, I think he's that the size 6'5", 263. Sometimes he gets pushed off the ball, but he can play both sides. He can play the right and the left side. He's got long arms. He's built to play the position. He's also got a high motor. This is a dude that doesn't quit on the play. He can chase plays down from behind. He's got uh, you know he, he's long around the edge. I think he sets up tackles well. He sometimes can get caught out of position in the run game, but he's always in the backfield. I think he's also a disruptive player, like we talked about Tyree Wilson. And to me, he's got that hand movement. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think a lot of linemen, as we talk about, and you brought this up as well, what sets some of these guys apart in college is their hand play. And I think Miles Murphy has that to his advantage, and he can take that and he can hit the ground running, transitioning from as a rookie to the NFL. I think one of his best traits, too, is he's always swiping at the ball. Mm. You know, you get him in the pocket, you know, you start talking about turnovers and stuff. He he has – they, they must work on that a lot at Clemson because he has a feel for where that ball is, and he's hammering on it. Would it be crazy to put Murphy in front of Will Anderson? Is that is that too much to ask? Because Anderson, like you said, I like him as a player. I've got Anderson above Murphy right now, but I've thought about the switch at least. I've had that as – I've had it in – I've played around with it on my spreadsheet a little bit. To flip those two guys, is which one would you rather have if you were in a GM shoes? Between Miles Murphy and Will Anderson. Uh, yeah. Anybody want to answer I that want, one? I'd want Anderson. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. the, all three of these guys, Wilson, Murphy, Anderson, they're all, like, very high upside guys. I think yeah. there's still a little bit more of a projection with Murphy in terms of he's got to become more of, like, a polished pass rusher. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think at times he just wins with being a freak. Right. Um, and so... For me, I think he's still got to show that he can build out that toolkit. Like, for me, Will Anderson's there. Like, Will Anderson's one of the more advanced rushers, I feel like, in the class. And so, to me, that's more of a sure thing. I know what I'm getting there. It's a little bit of the question of, uh, you remember it years ago, Brian? It was, um, gosh, who am I thinking of? Okay, so it was like, you remember the comparison as rushers between, like, a Joey Bosa and a Noah Spence? Mm. Like, how they were. And, like, Bosa was the tactician who was, like, he may get 10 sacks a year, but like there's no telling how much better he's going to get. I think Will Anderson's just a safe, will come in here, will rush the passer immediately. And Miles Murphy is a much more high upside type of guy, potentially. Yeah, I mean, y'all already know, like, Will McDonald's my dude. He kind of put on a clinic at the Senior Bowl. And I, I'm really into multiple sport players. Yeah. Like, this guy skateboards, he serves, he plays soccer, he he's a martial artist. You can see it in his Renaissance play. Renaissance man. You yeah. can see it in his play. You can yeah. see how versatile he is. You talk about the hands and what he can do there. And he's such a – I mean, even his stance. His stance in itself is going to give tackles – to me, going to give tackles problem because he, he's not – he's almost to the ground, but he's not always to the ground. Like, I think he can, he is a guy that can come in and stand up, and the pursuit is really there for him. I'm, I – Personally, I feel like he's going to move up some people's boards if he performs. Right. Would you put him in that conversation? I would not. I don't. So I like watching the. I like watching when we get a top tier edge rusher against a top tier tackle or something mm-hmm. like that. And like, I think you saw consistently with McDonald going up uh, against Skaronsky. Mm-hmm. He was just stonewalled every single time, and that's why he's gonna. He, McDonald to me is one of these guys who's gonna have to test really well this week. Yeah, like, like because that'll be you need to see the confirmation of okay, there's the athleticism. We know all that about it because if he comes out here and he tests just average as an edge defender, or whatever else, and then you couple that with he's a smaller guy who when he goes up against, against some of these bigger tackles and they get their hands on him, he's out. He's out when he whenever he gets locked up by linemen. And Skaronsky mm. put him on the ground four times. I think it was. It just it, that always gives me some pause when I see one guy dominate I, the other from a top. Well, and that's class. what I was looking for. But I will say that's what I was looking for in the senior bowl. These guys are allowed to get better, right? Yeah. So yeah. looking at a, quite a few of these guys, because that was actually one of my notes on him when I was watching a film on him is like, if you get your hands on him because he's undersized, he can have some issues. Can he counter? Yeah. But senior bowl, he came out and he showed the ability to get off of some of this stuff and disengage. So again, I do agree with you. He is going to have to perform well at the combine, but he there's improvement there in the athleticism just so through the roof that you're going to get something from him. Kobe uh, Wooden from, is it Wooden from Auburn? Yeah. Yep. 
like that dude too. They play him everywhere. Um, he's a crap talker. He's but he's so so disruptive. Six like, five two eighty five. Yes, yeah. he's a big dude. And so he's hard to move around. You can't just push him off the line like mm-hmm. we were talking about. Um, I, I think sometimes his uh, his pursuit, his over pursuit, can can hurt him. But yeah. obviously that's that's normal DN stuff. So I'm like, if he can square his hips, he's and find the body control. I I feel like his build and his burst off the line is something to look for too. So. The, gentleman from Auburn is someone I'm looking at also I think you, I think you nailed the guy you, I really do, do I think you, yeah I mean to me he looks more like a left end than he does a right end and when I say I that, that when I mean left end is to me the right end is usually that guy that's screaming off the edge mm-hmm. we're talking about the guy that can play the run and the pass yeah yes. I think she's got wooden right as far as that goes yeah. well-rounded yeah absolutely a little bit of both absolutely yeah they like play him th- from everywhere like if you have a uh, if you have a hand techie guard or um, or center like they can hang with him maybe at nose but at the end he's a problem yeah well at 285 you can play any any spot on the line if you've got well some that's the thing about it is for teams it might be a little bit more with three four I mean everybody yeah. morphs into these different fronts and stuff like that but you know if you put him as like a head up head up end on a tackle he could play this guy I mean like I say if but if you're expecting him to be that like what she was talking about with uh, you know with McDonald's something like that screaming off the edge Mm-mm. that's not this guy He's better. He can. I, th- I think that the thing about him is, he could play with power, and he could he could do those things. And he does have some lateral quickness to him. And the stuff that I was watching. All right, rapid fire here before we take our first break. The player you're most excited to watch in Indianapolis. Go, Bobby. Um, Christian Gonzalez. Mm, Oregon corner. I'm interested to see uh, Hyatt, the uh, wide receiver from Tennessee. Dang it. Uh, I should I should I should let you go first. No, I'm sorry that. that's okay. Zach, uh, I think Nolan Smith's going to tear it up. I'm pretty pumped to, to watch Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Mm, okay. <sighs> took took your guy. You go. You can say it again. No, you go. You want me to go? You, you go, want I'm you? Looking. Do you like you 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 liked Hyatt, Hyatt was your guy? He was one of the he was one of the dudes. Like did did I'm, okay? I'm gonna ask y'all. Did Dewan Jones get invited? Uh, Dewan Jones. Yeah, we didn't yeah. mention no. He got invited. I believe so. Yeah. Oh, so, really quickly, correction, because I just got texted. Uh-oh. Uh Penning when he went against Penning last year is what I said. I, I said Skaronsky apparently. Northwestern. I said Skaronsky. Yeah. Penning is who I was thinking. Northern of Iowa against, from last I was year. Say, yeah, I went to college there. That's funny. My bad. Northern you Iowa. That's really awkward. Oh. Yeah, but I did. Yeah, Penning was a dude last year. I yeah, mean, I that remember. Was a, a beast. But yes, Dewan Jones did get invited. He's a gentleman that I'm kind of we, me and uh, Brian have been talking about, but yep. like. Uh, he's starting to, I mean, obviously he had his one day showing in the senior bowl and, we, and he kind of got it. But I obviously his measurables, he's huge, he's whatever. So I just kind of want to see how he performs because I think he could be a, a, a guy that people start really looking at as a serious person. Too. These massive one techniques, too, are guys I'm interested in. I know it's funny to say yeah. big yeah. guys. I'm going to see these guys. I love like, it when big guys run. Yeah, yeah with the big too. guys with the oh, speed yeah. and stuff humans. like Yeah, we'll see. I mean. I don't know if Dallas will take a, but the one thing that they maybe looked at this year is they saw what Hankins could what did for him, and maybe they'll maybe they'll figure out that like having one of these big one techniques will make a difference. I, I want to watch the uh, the pit interior defensive lineman that you like, Cansey. Yeah, Kalijah Cansey. Oh yeah, I was I watching see him if he earlier today. Because well. like you said, he's a little smaller, mm-hmm. six foot two eighty. I want to see if he tests well. I want to see him get out there oh, he in the, the underwear Olympics and have some fun with it. All right. <laughs> Let's take our first break. When we come back, it's time for some Twitter on the 20. We'll take your Twitter questions right after this with more of the Draft Show. Hey, Cowboys fans. If you're looking for a full-time or part-time job, check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. If you've got tax experience and want to help your community with their finances, you're the perfect candidate. No tax experience? We also offer in-person tax school courses locally. Liberty Tax has 79 locations across DFW and 2,300 offices nationwide. Learn more about our job opportunities at libertytax.com slash hiring or call your local Liberty Tax office today. Craving something flavorful? Replace that bloated burrito feeling with Smoothie King's new Power Meal Smoothies. With three delicious flavors like cinnamon banana, blueberry raspberry, and spinach pineapple, you can fill up on flavor, not calories. Each meal replacement smoothie is packed with 20 grams of protein, 7 grams of fiber, and 23 vitamins and minerals, all under 350 calories with 0 grams of added sugar. So next time you want something flavorful, swap fast food for a Power Meal smoothie. Order today on the Smoothie King app. Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Darren Woodson, former Dallas Cowboy player and Super Bowl champion. 
When I played in the NFL at a high level, I relied on my vision to see the field. As I started getting older, I noticed my vision wasn't as good, and I was getting frustrated from wearing my glasses all day. I went to LaserCare Eye Center, and Dr. G talked about all the options. Thanks to technology and LaserCare Eye Center, I can see near, far, and between. Don't fumble your vision any longer. Visit them at dfweyes.com and tell them Darren sent you. They got me back on my game. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here on the Draft Show, presented by Miller Lite. We are live from the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco. It's time now for one of your favorite segments. It's time for Twitter Twitter on the 20. 20, 20, Back again, just like we were yesterday. All right, we've got some good questions that have kind of worked their way in over these last couple of days. I'm trying to pull them up at the moment. First question, and it has to go with the Combine again. Is there anybody that you don't expect to test well. Kind of the opposite of the question we asked in the first segment. Anybody that you don't think will test well? Most of the linebackers. Ryan? Most of the linebackers? Yeah, they... Some of them... You don't like this linebacker class. No, no, I think they're... Tight ends and linebackers. Aisha hates them. That's not true. I think a lot of them are instinctual and stuff, but you're not going to be able to see that, like, Mm -hmm. with with them just running and stuff like that. So, like we were talking about earlier, we'll chuck like I just... We'll see, I mean... Yeah, the linebackers are very good. Can I? I know he's lost weight, and I know he gets mocked to the Cowboys all the time. Uh oh. What you going to Torrance. say? Torrance from Florida. Osiris Torrance. Yeah. Just the weight number? Oh, he's not going to test well. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I think there's going to be those drills where they, 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 they put him in a two point stance, and then they run a guy up the field. And you could see the ones that do the kick slide and get depth and get width and all that. Mm He's trying to lose weight. He really, really is. And maybe that's not his bag right now, the athletic stuff. We've talked about and, and we're, we're showing highlights where he's kind of moving. He's moving decently right there. But I, I, I don't know how he's going to look in T-shirt and shorts moving around out there. Mm. I just don't think that's his game. And, you know, people, Cowboy fans will probably – I remind everybody about Orlando Brown. When he came out, where Don't he didn't, where he looked, no, he didn't look very good. Not Orlando, but he's a good player. But he's a really good player. I mean, Orlando Brown is the exact type of testing I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I was saying. Like, to the point where you're, that. where you're cringy. You're cringing. You're like sitting there and you're like, oh please, dude, get out of your stance. Don't. Oh please, don't. You know, that's the thing I, I, I worry about. He is a, he is a very good player. I don't think he is going to look. Good in t-shirts and shorts moving around. That's to why your, I want to see DeWan too. That's yeah. similarly. Go yeah. ahead. But no, go but, ahead. Yeah, but to, to your point, I, I'm kind of wondering the same thing about Steve. He goes to school Florida, by the way. Steve Avila, yeah. the TCU guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, he's also a guy that I like, but athletically, I, I didn't really see a, a stud athlete there. A techie guy. Right. Yeah, he you know, with technique. Does a lot of the little things well, mm-hmm. but he's not a dude that moves. You know, I question, can he be a pulling guard? Yeah. The guy that will test the best, though, is our guy, John Michael Smits. The center oh, from no, okay, absolute does he stud. have flex? Like, could you move him to guard? People ask me that on Twitter. I yep. got a Twitter question. That this was morning. one because of the Twitter. If you can morning. move him to guard, I, I may not take him. Twenty six. Take I him. I may not fight you on it. Take him at twenty six. Yes, I might not fight you. But you would only to me. It's just a would pure stud. Would you move stud. him there for just a year? Would it be a Tyler Smith thing where you move him there for? You're a trying year to replace a Pro Bowl uh, center? You well, you're so petty. <laughs> No, you're going to have to pay that Pro Bowl yeah, center. That's going to be a topic of conversation. We said this yesterday. They weren't going to take the best center in the draft last year. Nope. Do you think they do it again? I, I would. I'll tell you what. At 26, I would. I would. I would hand the card in on that kid. I think over he's Torrance awesome. and just slide. Oh yeah. Wow. Just, just for the athletic ability alone, dude. He's a difference maker yeah. on the offensive line. Yes. Like, he can change your tone. He can change the. But like just to to have that much power and just like ferocity coming at mm-hmm. you at that position. If you want to run the ball, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Is, there, is, is there a possibility? Just a possibility. We're hyping up John Michael Schmitz quite a bit. Minnesota from Minnesota. 
We're hyping him up quite a bit. The film, the film hypes himself. It does. It's good film. But you get it up to 26. Is there a possibility he slides into the latter, latter part of the second round for you? Sure. So what would you do if you picked him in the second round? I'd be doing a pizza party. Yeah, I'm yeah. a break dance. Ice yeah. cream party, whatever the Miller Light party. You I was going to say, Miller Light. already been claimed. Let's go. Okay, I'll find out whatever that. whatever John Michael Schmitz's favorite food is. Okay. We'll have that party for him. What's clams? Uh, I feel like. Crab legs. If it's clams. What's a Minnesota staple? Frog the Juicy legs. Lucy? The Juicy Lucy. Would you Here run to the star and back for her? I'm not doing a you. Okay. Yeah, what's a, what's a, wait, 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 wait. Juicy Lucy is a cheeseburger with the cheese inside cheese the, the inside meat. Inside the patty. Inside the patty. That sounds delicious. That sounds like some Wisconsin stuff. Yeah. Cheese curds. Minnesota, maybe? I don't know. Minnesota. I mean, it's Midwest. Would you take him at 26, Bobby? Yes. Uh, I have not watched him yet. Oh, okay. Just because I haven't. I'm trying to prioritize. The people I think they're going to pick as I'm like 60 sense. players. But I need to watch him because he's Why don't you give us that list, Bobby? It'll save us all the I've trouble here the, having uh, to watch all these guys. Do we have this? Yeah. I've got the uh, the guy that stands out to me that I'm not sure how he's going to test is uh, that, that he might come out here and run really slow. I know you were maybe hearing some uh, whispers about somebody. Uh, that's not my wide receiver. Uh, it is a wide receiver. Though. I don't know how Cedric Tillman's going to do. I don't think he's going to run very fast. Oh, he's he's going to look good in T-shirts and shorts how big he is. I don't know if he's going to be particularly fast. I think Cedric fast. Tillman, like some people might come out of this going, ugh, when they see his test. And I, I could be proven wrong. There, there have been some disappointments before. There was a lot of chatter leading into last year that, like, Traylon Burks was going to test really well, and then he, he didn't test as well as they thought. Um, there was chatter That's that true. Kyler Gordon was going to potentially be fastest guy at the Combine, and he wasn't. And so, Why are you bringing up all that negativity, Bob? I'm, I'm just I'm trying to, to say that this, <laughs> have you met Bobby? Th- this yeah. happens. Uh, t- then you have T.J. Watt, who people thought was going to test looking really stiff and then didn't. Uh, hey, there's positive. And so, yeah, I'm trying to give both sides of it. But Cedric Tillman's a guy who, if you're saying who's a guy who might hurt himself with his numbers this week, now, Tillman may not even run. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know if it's still the same, but I know last year it was anybody who was benching was generally not going to run. Yeah. Uh, and if you were planning on running, you weren't going to bench. Yep. And so yep. I would imagine that's going to be the same approach this year if they're having them do both in the same day. Um, but I would think Tillman's a guy who I don't think is going to impress anybody with his testing. Does anybody anybody think that Darnell Washington, the tight end from Georgia, is going to test well? I don't know. 6'3". Wow. <laughs> you don't know for Not a 6 You're not sure? You know it'll, what? it'll be run, rich, run out there. You okay. know what Darnell the Washington won't reminds me of, though? Do you remember Jalen Weidermeyer last year, yeah. Texas A&M tight end? I, he was the guy that sat on my board a long time. Oh, it was yeah. everybody in love with his traits he's going undrafted? I don't think Darnell Washington's that, but he might have similar numbers testing-wise. Move him to tackle and just get Georgia him. Georgia tight end. It he's gonna, he's, do you think he's going to weigh over 270? Yes. Yeah. He's at 270 on my list right now. I think he would be over that. Man, that's a lot, though. How do you think Rasheed, How do you think Rasheed's going to test? SMU receiver? Four, yeah. I'm talking about four, th- four, eight that 40. For speed. I mean, the 40s is going to, I don't know, four four eight something like that. I would take that for Rice. That'd be a great time for him. Yeah. Really? That'd be cool. Yeah, so I know it's, it's technically shh, doesn't exist, but I oh. know the the listed time on him on mm. certain services was like 4-4 four, four earlier this year, but I don't think that's right. Okay. Guy Mock's probably going to test really well from <laughs> North Dakota State, North right? Dakota yeah, State. clearly. Uh, but are there any safeties that y'all are looking at that maybe oh, yeah. we haven't talked DB really? And I, I'm very curious and like, because uh, I was who will do at, well or who will do poorly? Who will who will who will test well? Uh, I, the guy, the guy. I really, I mean, I'm kind of like I say, I like Johnson from Texas A&M. I'm going to try and get you guys to watch Christopher Smith from Georgia. Watched him last night. I have fallen in love with you, yeah. sir. Yeah, and wow, Higgins from Ohio well. State. He will test well. Yeah, uh, he's a speedster. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Safety corner. Uh, safeties both corner. free. Yeah, safety. Yeah. yeah. Chris, Christopher Smith from Georgia, and then Hickman from Ohio State. Couple guys. What about Branch? From man, I don't know about him. See, that's what I'm branch. scared. I'm branch scared of Branch where? from Alabama. Yep. I'm I think, scared. I think branch, branch, branch. There's a player I could be really wrong about. I'm really high on him, and I, I don't know. Branch it's is going to scare do, me a little bit. The drills will be good for him. Well, yeah. Branch. All Branch needs to do is Branch just needs to not put up a four six. Put up a, a put up a four five five or something like that, and I think people will be happy with it. I, 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 might, th- I think he'll run in the four five. I might have to go to Tuscaloosa Pro Day and time him myself just to make sure and get a good time on him. Do you like him? 
I do, and that's what scares me. Mm-hmm. That's what scares me. We got the highlights uh, beam doing a great job with these highlights of the show. God, it's amazing. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this is what you get. You, if you're watching, you get a guy that kind of – he could play free. He could play back. As we're seeing right now, he's a punt returner. I mean, there's a lot of things you could do with this guy, and it scares me to death because he doesn't look like a traditional safety. No. And, and my, eye, my eyes have having trouble with that. But when you watch this tape – this is what he does. He makes plays. He's around the ball. He can tackle. He's smart. You know, I mean, he, 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 I mean, Nick Saban coaches that secondary. You know, they're well coached. Right. You, so you mentioned Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M in that same breath. Uh, Which one do you have? Higher I, right man, now? I got them both in the second round. I got Branch is a strong okay. and Johnson is a free. And it's funny because the body types don't they flip. Yeah, yeah, the body types are not that way. But look, I mean, you could watch this guy. They play him, and they play him as like a. They play him down, and they play him in the slot. They play him in the box. They play him back. I mean, look at this. He's down on. The, we're down here on the goal line now. I know I'm doing terrible radio here because you're probably not over watching this. But Beam is showing you highlights, and this guy's down there on the goal line, and he's making tackles on the six yard line. Yeah, you know, big. that's what I'm saying. This guy's got some toughness to him, but his body type doesn't fit my eye. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. No, he kind of. Why? Body type I mean, is, I'm sorry. It's an old crusty man <laughs> no, way of scouting. Right. His body type's like an outside corner. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. Or there, slot. There, there's, it there's, could be a slot corner. I that's think, what that's, I thought. That's yeah. six foot. A lot. I think a lot of teams will. are going to play him at slot. Maybe won't, move he, won't even consider him at safety. I think there a lot of teams. I think a lot of teams think Boom. he's a corner. I was waiting for it. There it is. All right. There is it that is. I was just waiting for somebody to say it. I mean, honestly, if you want to talk about. Did you say that? Did you think he was a slot only type player? I just think he's like you said. His body. He's little, but he plays near the line. A scrimmage a yeah. lot, like you're saying. But yeah, go ahead, Bobby. My no, bad. like I, okay. Just, no, so, you can explain. So, so, Bobby, so, Bobby, so let me let me just lay this out for you. Who does it sound like I'm describing? You've got a uh, Alabama defensive back who doesn't necessarily have the uh, body type of a typical safety, but some people may think he has safety traits. You're trying to figure out is he a safety? Don't is he do this to me. Who does that sound like? Alabama DB. Was it? it sounds like Branch, but it also sounds like Marlon Humphrey. No. no. Now, Humphrey ran 4-4-1. Okay. Humphrey yeah. was faster. Yeah. But Humphrey's the same body type. It was the same sort of where do you play. Marlon Humphrey's question. a hell of a player. And Humphrey's He's... become a, like an all-pro type of player. I think Humphrey's bigger, though, isn't he? No. No. He looks no, thicker. Humphrey, Humphrey's like six or was when he was coming Humphrey out. Humphrey looked bigger. Let me see here. Marlon Humphrey when he was coming out. I got I think too many. Was I got too many names in my brain. One one ninety five or something. He's listed at six foot two oh five. He was six one ninety seven. Branch is six one ninety two. Yep. I've got him at six foot. But you're I, right. I'm scared. I mean, I put in I'm my not notes. Lie. Get a grip. I don't I put, have a grip. I put in my notes. I'd play <laughs> Branch at corner. Uh, kind of going. I need to go on a walk. Going over this out, <laughs> gotta start pacing. Uh, kind of along the same lines of of risky picks. Tim asked on on Twitter on the twenty. He says, "How does missing quote unquote Ugh. on a prospect impact the team's draft strategies moving forward? For example, the lack of production from Jalen Tolbert. How does that affect the way that they approach the draft this year? It shouldn't affect it." For the most part, but it does. Well, one hundred percent. What's the, what's the so Bobby is, way oversold him. That's his fault. It's my fault. Too. I, I believe I'm all. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, don't take the you were you were Bobby. right there. You Bobby, were right I'm on there my with I'm me. on my walk right you now. Were right okay, there. I'm trying to figure out Branch. All right. Uh, hey, Jalen Tolbert's still going to turn around. I believe. <laughs> yeah, in he's going to be a point. but. Yeah. What is the question about? Like, does You're saying that was does, pride over there, huh? Does what happened to Jalen or what happened with Jalen Tolbert? Like, is the question? Does that make you think differently about South Alabama type of players or players at that level? Or is he saying? Mm. Does it make you reevaluate? The tape was good, Do we need man. to take a receiver again? Because, like, what's the question? I think he's talking about positional value and and looking at receiver tape was again. Good I don't Alabama. think I don't think it affects Alabama. positional value. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think there were things they just. Tell me, Bobby. Missed. I, I think there were things about Jalen Tolbert that they, and they've said this themselves, that they believed he could do more immediately than he could. Mm-hmm. There was a sharper learning curve than they believed. I don't think they think they're wrong about the player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they believe they were wrong about the timeline. And that's where they got burned. Right. Well, and it, with, and it, I'm sorry. Sorry. With that, though, you, you mentioned the schools and you mentioned some of the the possible fallout on the other side of it do you think it does affect the way that they look at players coming from that specific level that specific program I mean, they've never liked that level that's will no um, doubt. but he went and picked the guy in the yeah. top 100 last year and then he doesn't work and out. i think they had another gentleman if i'm not mistaken uh they had another guy at south of the yeah, yeah, yeah they, had another, Wayne, they had another mm-hmm. guy come out this year uh, who like is I, it, who is that guy though jalen I'm, I'm sorry my bad no uh, no i just like, like i mean who's that guy this 
this year like that stands out in the top 50 that it's like is that a school they would stay away from mm. who am i blanking on a, a school rasheed rice maybe uh, SMU? SMU. I don't think they would stray away from SMU. No. Tulane, no, is Tulane small Lane's enough? I don't, think, I don't think Tulane. I don't think he would be a top. My 50 gosh, they type beat guy. USC. Um, yeah, no, like, like I mean, the only one there is the. I'm just doing everything uh, I can yeah, to get I know, spears. I know what you're is, saying. Is, is the North Dakota State lineman? But like I was, yeah. I was at Combine last year, and yeah. I was I was talking Cody with Mock. somebody in league circles, and they were saying we got to stop calling North Dakota North Dakota State a small program. They've put three quarterbacks in the NFL in the last six years. Jeez. Them whoop you and us too. And so, I, I mean, I don't know that there's even, I don't know that there's a player in the the top that might be uh, impacted by Andre that. Carter, maybe oh, from Army. Army? Yeah, yeah, maybe. he's interesting. Yeah. That's a that's that's probably one. But with with Jalen though, like a lot of uh, from what I understood with Jalen and even touching base with him is like they didn't start. He was one of those guys that they were like, go make a play. Go go make a play. Go do the thing. At and South he, Alabama. At South Alabama. Okay. And he didn't start really. They didn't start really looking into working him into the slot and doing more offensively into his senior year. He's only played so, football since like his sophomore year tracking, of high school. Tracking. Yeah. So he's also still getting a feel for the game. But then also too, let's. I mean, you had CD Lamb messing up on option routes. You had yeah. you had guys that have been in this league for a little while messing up on some of the, the way this offense was called and how it was played and making mistakes. So yeah, I would assume that maybe. With it, especially with this that last you know uh, OC that maybe that there was some disconnect on how he's supposed to be doing things, how much he was supposed to be doing. I, I think it's gonna benefit him to get like this is what you do. I told Bobby, I'm, I'm not, I told uh, Brian that I'm really looking at him. Maybe if you want him to kind of do Randall Cobb things this year, he could possibly do it. Mm-hmm. Let's see how he develops and how he does if that fits what Mike no, McCarthy yeah, yeah. is looking for. I, I think their thing is more yeah the option routes. Sure, guys struggle with that. There's miscommunication on that. The Cowboys will also tell you. You don't see all the option routes we hit. Like yeah. just because you oh, see, just because you see, there's five of them with C.D. Lamb. That's actually a pretty low percentage given how often he runs them. But I think more of their issue is like you got to know to line up in overtime in Lambo where mm-hmm. that, that you're, yep. you're lining yep. up correctly. You got to know to check in. Like that. That to them, I think is is the stuff where it's like, okay, he's he's got to be ready for that. Can I throw another name at you? Yeah. Because because no. this this is like when you're getting in the third fourth round, and I don't know if you guys have seen this player. Tucker Craft, the tight end from South Dakota State. Good okay. player. He's a good player, and he's going to be in that mix where you're starting to talk about compensatory picks if mm-hmm. they get the extra four. This team kind of likes to pick in that third, fourth round, fifth round of these tight ends. Yep. Would they go for a guy like Tucker Craft, who's from South Dakota State? You know, mm-hmm. is that is does that is that one of those things? Do you think enough of him with some of the other guys that potentially are on your board? Uh, from tight ends, if they're looking at a tight end, did they write off Goddard when he was coming out? Man, I, that's, did they, I, mean, did, I mean, it's the same school. Did no, they, no, did, I, did I'm, they, yeah. To I me, mean, I don't know. See, I got Laporta uh, from Iowa and Kraft like in the same round. They both they're like kind of third round guys for me. Mm-hmm. See, they'd probably like Laporta because he's an Iowa kid, but yeah. I think Kraft's better. Yeah, and Kraft has the same skill set as the, South Dakota State. On yeah, Kraft, from South Dakota mm-hmm. State, six five two fifty three that they like because he's a really good blocker. I think he's a sticky blocker, but he also is a big target, and I think he's a good route runner. Didn't he struggle with drops? I haven't watched him yet, but did he struggle with drops in his last year? I, I my like I say my film was, my film was yeah. I mean my my film. I'm just going back and looking at what the one thing that I kind of saw that. With his size, I felt like he would be more dominant mm-hmm. as a blocker, especially playing against, you know, some pharmacists and accountants and guys <laughs> yeah. like that. You know, no offense. Bounce th- houses but, in the end zone. Yeah, exactly. But th- this guy, he, he blocks really tall, and he just tries to kind of muscle his guy. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of felt like that, to me, the thing that was also inviting, inline, flexed, wing, wide. Yes. I mean, he, he's. I think he's a better receiver than he is a blocker. So by me saying that, I don't think the hands. Okay. I kind of felt like that they were reliable in that way. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get to any. He can't catch a cold, but uh, Could be. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't think that. Uh, I don't think there's a bad player. But again, I was bringing up the school that you know when you start talking about South Alabama, mm-hmm. you know, and then you he's, can. Yeah, quote South, unquote smaller school. Yeah. Old Dominion. We got a couple offensive linemen from Old Dominion. Yeah, got a well. tackle, tackle what, from Old what Dominion. What about? I mean, didn't Tyler Smith come from? 
Tulsa. Tulsa? That's an American conference. I mean, it tru- I think, truly is, but yeah. we don't see You must be listening from... to us on the GVAC Nation because we have a guy that we work with that like, wants nothing to do with Tulsa. No, he's a bit of a schmuck. I mean, they don't pick that much from the <laughs> Stop. Don't say is it, is that. Is it Eric or Gavin? It's Eric. Eric. <laughs> Eric wants nothing to do with Tulsa. I was literally there Tuesday. It was all right. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. I mean, and and look, even with Tolbert and where he came from, when Tolbert played big programs like Tennessee, Tolbert Tolbert cooked Elante Taylor, who won the top 50 last year. So, I mean, I I wouldn't think that it would be anything that they would say, oh, well, because of Tolbert here, it's going to change the way we view this guy here. All right, so we've now gone back to, to Jalen Tolbert again. Oh, I, I feel like we're going to continue doing that. No, it's not your bad. I think we're going to continue doing that because that's the biggest storyline from last year's draft. That's yeah. the biggest thing that really hurt where this team could be right now. But like you said, it, it probably shouldn't sway them okay. away or to a certain position. Real quick. I mean, real quick. Yeah. Tolbert or Sam Williams breakout player next year? Williams. Williams. Yeah, I guess Sam is easier. No, you, you got to get Tolbert. Tolbert. What? What do you, you mean? You like, got to stick with your guy. Who's who's going to break out? Have the bigger year. Bigger year. Tolbert or Williams? Probably Sam. Well, depends on who they bring back. <laughs> but 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 that's not fair, y'all. That's not right. No, I uh, I was going to say that like some of these players were raw though. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. We that's kind yeah. of a common. That was a similar kind of common theme with this past mm-hmm. draft. Is you had Tyler come in who I, I felt like needed, you know, obviously needed to improve. You had Sam come in. Sam's very vocal mm-hmm. about being as kind of as raw as, as he was as a player coming yep. here. And then you talk about Jalen. Like, I wonder if that's a something that they're kind of looking at as far as being able to somewhat mold these guys into what they – because you saw, definitely saw Sam start to flourish through the season. Tyler yeah. as well. So. I like that idea. I like the fact that there's raw traits, but in the second round and the third round, that's where I kind of It stresses you out? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. If you're a top 100 pick, I want you to play. Jalen is – I mean, you're in the same uh, ballpark no, as me, Bobby, where it's hard to – I wanted to take Jalen over Sam Williams in the second that's round. That's what I'm year. saying. But, like, but Sam is more likely to have a bigger year next year, I think. Totally. think? Totally. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I think I think they both could play well. I think they both I think to, back, I think, but I think Sam Williams is you know, as long as he's not Tolbert's doing, like, not the as Joseph bad as Tolbert's not there. as bad as oh, everybody. Don't say that. Yeah, yeah. No, Tolbert so is either. not as bad. Yeah. But Brian is wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> Sam Williams is about to So I'm doing radio with you guys in the front front office. Yeah, because he's also too like we don't know who if uh, who they're bringing back DN wise like Dante yeah. Fowler is yeah. a guy like yeah. this gentleman could definitely see far more snaps than even what he did last mm-hmm. year, so Interesting thought. I like the question, Brian. A little thought-provoking here as we go into our second segment. Go get him, Tolbert. When we come back, we're going to talk the trenches. Oh, Let's talk some of the big hog mileys up front. Yes. Let's talk some of the offensive linemen, defensive linemen. Where could the Cowboys potentially invest in both of those things? When we come back with more of the Draft Show. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. In a stressful world, Lincoln provides balance and calm amidst the chaos by creating sanctuaries that move you through the world with ease. Our vehicles make your time richer and more uplifting with human-centric design, intelligent technology, and powerful performance. As the official luxury vehicle of the Dallas Cowboys, driving a Lincoln is just another way to show your team pride. Experience our full lineup of luxury vehicles, including the Corsair, Aviator, Navigator, and Nautilus at Lincoln.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and Cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com 
to book your travel package today. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Final segment here of the Draft Show presented by Miller Lite this week from the star. Bobby Belt, Brian Brada, Zach Wolchuk, Aisha Morrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. We've got Chris Beam and Jazz Marshall in the back. Putting that, uh, putting that up there. Oh, Northwestern. Northwestern. Yes. So I want to talk about offensive and defensive lines because there are different times in this draft the Cowboys will invest in the trenches. Mm. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. May not be in the first round. Let's party. But how quickly could you see Dallas investing, and what are some of the names outside of the first round that you would be okay with investing in? What is trenches? We're talking Offensive. just the edge rushers, the edge rushers, the D tackles, offensive line, or just how likely are they to pick somebody who could be an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman? What is this? The last one. Then yeah. they could. I mean, they could pick that as early as twenty six. Mm-hmm. Could I? I mean, can I? Can you tell me the name of the kid from Clemson that uh, the defense? Breezy. Breezy. It's Breezy, right? Mm-hmm. Please let somebody pick him before Dallas gets an opportunity. <laughs> I'm Why with you, man. Like that because he's overrated as heck. Oh y'all! Wow. I, I mean, I, I he's a I don't see it guy. Me too. I don't he please. Was such a disappointment. At and I I don't want to be that guy, but I am that guy because I love the show and I love educating people. I'm sorry, I'm putting it out there. I, I'm scared to death of him too. And if mm-hmm. you know, if, if all of a sudden he comes sliding down that board and he's within range of 26, and they pick him, man, I'm going to have a hard time. I really, really am. Especially if I know that some of these other guys, maybe some of these offensive linemen. Our, we've talked about the center and people like that, but I, I, he's the one guy. Again, another show, another day of mm-hmm. guys you have a chance to be really, really wrong about. Mm. Uh, I, I he's one of those guys for me. Six five three zero five. His his grave and his headstone are, are on delivery now because B- Brian just killed the guy. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, Brees. Why why don't you see it? What what is the knock on him so much so that it would be a bad pick in twenty six? All right, let me see what we got going here. You know, I just because uh, a lot of people like him, mm-hmm. I know, and they and everybody tells me watch the North Carolina film. You know, and I, I I'm trying to effort that right now. I'll get it. But, you should, no, you no, should no, counter I, with watch the Notre Dame film, and he gets pushed around and bullied. See, that's what I'm saying. I Notre mean, there's snaps where this guy, though. for a big guy, he gets knocked off balance. You know, and he's mm-hmm. done. He wasn't able to recover. He gets real tall, gives up his chest. I know we're watching highlights of him like destroying it looks like Wake Forest or somebody like that. But uh, I mean, I just I mean, it's you know, it's like more more movement than technique to get to the you know, to be a rusher and stuff like that. I think he's you know, the Florida State game, he he had a couple of chances to get his guy on the ground and just missed. Just couldn't do it. And, you know, the effort and the hands and all that, good defending the run, but I think these people are hyping this guy way, 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 way up. He just got one armed by a Wake Forest offensive guard. That's what I'm saying. I and just it really wasn't good. Yeah, it was not a good rep. I, a couple of them, and he's just after the plays, swiping away. He's pulling the DB where he's 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 throwing his arms up in the air. I just I you know when we there's been some really good ones and threes that we've watched so far this year. And I, he 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 does scare me. He really does scare me. I don't see him as being that guy that everybody's talking about. When I keep seeing him get mocked, and he's like in the top 12, 13, right around there. I'm I'm like, man, I must be missing this guy really bad. Uh, it's always to me anyway. It's always concerning when you're talking about a guy who was like the top recruit in the country was supposed to be like the the top of a class and then he comes in and disappoints like he does uh he's a guy who got hurt at clemson a few different times uh so there's injury questions there with him got a huge brace on that right shoulder too is another thing you're dealing with i don't think this guy's ever gonna rush the passer yeah ever and and in terms of the run play he's got to be better about you know his technique, getting off a block. I mean, there are too many times, like you said, where he can't get off a block or he ends up on the ground. He or... plays really tall. Yeah, I mean, he just, he just like great. yeah. In the NFL, they, you give you give one of these offensive linemen your chest, they will steer you all over the place. And so I'm, that's a guy I have a chance to be really, really wrong. I know that if he it turns into a rookie of the year kind of guy or all you know all rookie team, you know I'll wear it. But man, I, the tape to me is just it's not for what they're talking about. I just don't see it. Let me let me give you a guy as we we just completely as you mentioned we got the tombstone on the way. <laughs> let me spin a positive for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy that maybe fourth round, maybe even day 3. All okay. right. And I don't know if you've all watched him. 
It's an LSU guy here, Brian. Oh, oh God. Jacqueline Roy. I was Roy. just about to ask about it. LSU, 6'3", 315. This is a dude you could wait on. I don't know why more people aren't buzzing about this dude. Yeah. Because I think he does a little bit of both. I think he can push the pocket, he can get after the quarterback, and he can play the run. He's a big trash can full of dirt yeah. kind of guy. Love He's those. got a good anchor. He can take on multiple blockers for you. So that's going to help the Cowboys in terms of being able to, to, to fill the middle there and help you against the run. He's also really good with his hands, which is something I'm looking for with these guys. Mm-hmm. Gets pressure. He's got a high motor for a big man. Uh, I love that as a trait. Now, if you get him sideways, yeah. that's when he can get pushed off the ball. But otherwise, he's got a really good bull rush uh, when he's playing against guards that he just puts them back into the lap of the quarterback, plays the run, wins with his spin move. I think he's really good, and I don't know why guys don't have him ranked higher personally. But I think he could be a steal, especially if you get him early in day three. Could it be the strength? Because I've watched the Florida game. That was the only one that I got a chance to watch. So I'm limited on on what I've seen. The one knock I had against him was I didn't think he was as strong as his size indicates. And the point of attack. Because six foot four, three fifteen, like you said, he and he can play three, he can play nose. He could do both of them because he's athletic enough sure. and he's got the movement ability. I think that's certainly there. But I didn't see him completely win some of those battles against good offensive linemen against Florida. It was a good offensive line up front that he was going against. Torrance was one right. of the guys. And that's a good point because Torrance did. Torrence had, was able to win some way. of those battles 100%. I don't dislike Roy. I haven't seen enough of him. But the strength was my question. Do you think he has the strength to win those battles? I personally do. Okay. Uh, but, you know, that's also a reason why we're not talking about him as a first-round, yeah. second-round kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're able to get him, you know, in, as a fourth or fifth-round player, which right now I think that's kind of the the area that people are looking at him, I'd be thrilled. And I think you've got a guy that could possibly be an impact player right away, personally. He's from your Tigers, Brian. Have you yeah. gotten a chance to watch I, I, him? I think, I think, I think Zach's got him. Aisha, have you seen him at all? Have you watched him no, at all? No, okay, I, I, I didn't know if you yet. wanted to okay, I didn't know if you want to jump in there. Yeah, I, I to me though, I'm always really kind of reluctant for these LSU kids because I love them all so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and but I think that I think Zach has got him exactly right. And I think your concerns about some of the power stuff are legitimate. I think the guy plays with tremendous effort. And yeah. he and he he just doesn't want to be moved. And that's the thing about him is he can get off those blocks and make those plays. You see the hole kind of open up, and then all of a sudden he's there making a tackle. You know, so I, I feel like that he's got that kind of ability, though. Really, just a big, powerful guy, I think. Uh, but yeah, I could, I could see where sometimes though he he gets bullied a little bit. Texas, are you are you a Texas fan, Bobby? Yep, hook him. So, what do you think about Keandre Coburn? I've not watched his tape yet as a player. He was okay. Go for uh, he, it. He, he wasn't a guy that I loved just watching him on broadcast. Go, oh, okay. go for it. Phil, because I'll, I'll back you on this one. Okay. Well, yeah, I've, I, I, I'm going to just kind of read what I said. So hopefully this is right. Coburn y'all. from Texas is <laughs> what Coburn, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Coburn from Texas, 6'2, 300, uh, 339 pounds. Um, I said he has a compact build. Mm-hmm. I felt like he's, they also use him at edge sometimes. He can be crafty, but um, I think he sets the edge effectively. Yep. Um, also, to too, he he required a double team quite a bit yep. uh, when I saw him, and that's something you're obviously looking for. Uh, he uses his natural leverage to win at the point of attack. Yep. So I I feel like he just he's he's an athlete. He's an athlete, and he's a he's very quick to react to the ball. So yep. I I feel like he's a very coachable guy, a guy that can get better. He's a strong tackler. He has good hands, and he can shed and tackle. But the fact three, that he three forty five too. Oh, you're he's, he's bigger he's now. Yeah. yeah, he's pretty Ooh. quick and he can run. But I. I also feel like just how much he he required a double team is something that people are going to see and possibly respect. So um, I also I, with me with D lineman I really respect pursuit. Yeah, like I really do. And his backside pursuit for him to be such a big guy, he shows enough speed to to recover. Well, you nailed him. him. I you, like him a lot. Yeah, you. I absolutely. like him a lot. I know you're not a huge fan. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't yeah. watched his tape yet. Just from from watching him on broadcast during the season, he was he was fine. But I, he didn't stand out to me as anybody that. Yeah, I tell you what though, they, a, they he can be a lower. Alabama couldn't move the ball on these guys running it yeah. I mean and then they pop some runs on the outside but it, later game. on but man you watch this guy I think you got him dead on right, right. Uh, to me like I say I mean and the last thing I said is he doesn't kill the grass under his feet he's just not going to sit in there he's going to play the pursuit to get to the outside though I, I love what I'm seeing with some of these guys these 330 340 pound defensive tackles that can move 
I think Aisha's got him absolutely right. That's yeah, a big like body it. with a motor. Absolutely. Yeah, he, absolutely. Does, he has yeah. a good he yep. has a good motor yep. to me, but um, yeah, he just he moves people around, and I like him. So that's someone I've just been keeping my on eye on, and he's in Texas, so obviously he might get the. Yeah. The Dallas Day and all that stuff. The, they might have some eyes on. He's him from early. Houston and he played at Texas, so he wouldn't be a Dallas Day guy. Okay, well, However, yeah, he's not far. Yeah, yeah. We'll the, fudge the it. We'll get him here. We'll fudge. Yeah, I like that. He went to Let's middle school. In, he can in stay in my house if he wants to <laughs> get a visit. Yeah, we'll I like the player. Who do y'all? If y'all watched Mozzie Smith in a, in Avalia from Michigan? Yes, yeah. yes, from Michigan. Yes. Who won that? If y'all watched that game. Who won the battle between him and Avila? And TCU's and Avila. TCU and Avila, right. right. Uh, I think Avila won I think Avila battle. won, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought that was one of the worst games that I saw from Smith. From Smith. Mm. I, I would agree with okay. that. That's I didn't good. think he had the impact that he wanted to have in exactly. that semifinal, okay. no doubt. Tyler. All right. That does it for us here from the Draft Show. The next time you'll hear our show, we will be from Indianapolis in the... NFL the lucky folks combine. that get to go. Yeah. You're going to be in Arizona, right? Yeah, I'll be watching baseball. But I will be on that draft yes, show. You will. I will. I figured out how to get on the camera. Now. We're going to make it work. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be good. So Thank we'll, you. Have a, we'll have a lot coming your way. We've got a ton of content coming your way over the next couple weeks. For Bobby Belt, Brian Broaddus, Zach Wolchuk, Aisha Morrison, I'm Kyle Yeomans, Chris Beam, and Jazz Marshall in the back. So long on the draft show. We'll see you next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!